0: Good morning,
1: and welcome to NABWIC Talks. I'm your host, Jada Williams, and it gives me great pleasure to be here this morning with you. I'm so excited, but just like the commercial said, I have to ask you to follow, like, and share that you're hanging out with NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, this morning. But we are more than an organization for black women in construction. We are the voice of the industry right now and into the future, so the best way to get in contact with us is to head over to our website at www.navweek.org and engage with us. Check out our calendar, see all the different committees, where you might want to, you know, poke your head in at and see how you can get in on the action that's going on in the construction industry right now. Or you can just, you know, make sure you click that join now button. Yep, click the join now button is the easiest way to become our next newest member. And we cannot wait to see you in your red shirt at our next national or local event. So you might want to go ahead and click that join now button. And again, the website www.navwick.org is too easy. So, so this morning, we have an action-packed show planned for you. So in the studio, we have no other than our founder, the master builder, Anne McNeil herself, Ursula Odom of Sula 2, and Jackie Perry of JP and Associates. So good morning, Miss Anne. How are you,
2: beautiful? Jada, Jada, Jada. I tell you all the time <laughs> If I were any better, Jada, I would be you, and today is no different. I am excited. But then again, I'm excited every day. I'm excited today, Jada, (laughs) especially because as the voice of the industry, and I've elevated it, not just the voice of black women in construction, but I contend now that they're calling us, you you know who they are, they're calling us and asking, can we help? them to diversify their city, county, state, and now the federal government to include black women and minorities in these industries. So, again, our vision and mission is to continue to create strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations such as Mothers in Construction, and we are very excited. Tonya is a large part of who we are and what we do and her association and her organization is also. And so as we continue to be the voice of this industry, as we continue to uplift black women and girls in this industry, it just continues to share with all of us the spirit of service is what we do. So, again, as we continue to raise the consciousness of this industry and take our own rightful place, at the table, and if there's no seat, we can bring a folding chair. So I'm excited, Jada, to get this party started.
1: Yes, indeed. As always, we are going to get this party started right after this quick commercial break.
0: or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. And ABWIC's intent is
1: Yes, indeed. Good morning. We are back as NAPWIC talks with Ebony Sullivan, Chief Operating Officer of Cassie Electric. So Ms. Sullivan is a keynote speaker and business strategist with a background in business and corporate leadership. Her career expands over several industries, including government, real estate, and construction, just to name a few. Ebony's worked her way up from an entry-level position to earn her seat at a at the seat suite table. She is the Chief Operating Officer for Cassie Electric, um, which is her family-owned, operated business. Ebony leads a team in serving the southern region with electrical services and maintenance. She earned her BA from Southern Wesleyan University. She's received numerous awards and certifications as a business strategist and for leadership. So, good morning, Ebony. Welcome to Native Week Talks. We're so excited to have you in the studio. How are you? Good morning. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm doing phenomenal this morning. Thank you for asking. It's so sweet. So, Jackie and I have gotten our throats on you to be mini-stalkers
0: <laughs> on what you have going on <laughs> in your
1: life today. So how about in your own words, you share with the family how it is that you became to do what it is that you're doing now. Um, It was a real stumble-into situation. My mother um, is a master electrician. She started this company, and we were having a conversation about retirement. And at that time, she mentioned that she didn't have a plan. She was pretty much going to drop the mic and exit her business when she got tired of working. Um, and I just thought that was not going to work out pretty well for her, considering she had a few guys that was on the team. And I had my own career. I was working for the Chamber of Commerce. I was headed into the corporate leadership roles there. And I'm um, really enjoying what I was doing. But I saw that there was an opportunity to help my mother to expand her business and scale it to get her to retirement. And so my husband and I came into the business um, three years ago and grew the business, so that we can get my mom on an exit strategy. Awesome! So it's basically like you use the skills that you've been um, getting your professional experience in and training in, and saw that opportunity within your your own family. Absolutely, that is it's an amazing ir- app. It's ironic because all of the things that I had done all through my career, as you said, I've been in a number of different industry sectors and all of those things culminated into helping me to be able to run my family's business. Had I not had those experiences, even from working in a small business and being cleaning the bathroom, you know, like even from those small experiences, they all were the catapult launch pads for us to be able to run this business successfully. So with that, how was the transition, what did the transition look like from you going from corporate to coming up with a plan to um, start your family-owned business and exit strategy for your mother? Um, I knew I had a lot of resources that I could tap into to help us create that strategic plan, and one of those resources was the Minority Business Accelerator Program that um, the Chambers offered. And I connected with that program and went through that year-long cohort. It happened right in the middle of COVID, um, so it was just a it was just a really dynamic time for us to be wanting to take on this um, big this big task of running this business, Um, but having that opportunity to sit in that cohort allowed me to sit down, be still, and to really think through what did we want to do? Where were we now? We created a GPS. You know, here's where we are now, and where do we want to go in the next five years? And we literally worked through turn-by-turn turn directions on how we were going to do that. And so had it been, had it not been for the Minority Business Accelerator Program, I would have had to figure it all out on my own, which we would have done. It would have taken us a lot more time. But I was just thankful to have access to the resources to be able to help us strategize and think thoroughly through what we need to do in order to be successful. Right. So why do all of that extra legwork, which you're not putting down doing the legwork, but take advantage of the resources, like I said, in the village. There's a village, as an industry. Get to it. But I'm hearing Like we always love to say on NABWIG Talks, I know you have your notepad and pen handy. If you don't, go and grab it because this morning, Ms. Ebony has already started off dropping golden nuggets on our heads this morning. So I also heard that basically taking advantage of your relationship with the Chamber of Commerce, breaking that down, getting in there, and finding out the resources there is always a great way to start or to just check in with along your business plan. Absolutely, I think if you can use any and all of your community resources, the chamber was one of many. We have a lot of um, community partners here. That again, having access to those, doing my homework. I was a student of our business, so I wanted to research and find every opportunity, every network, every leverage relationship that I could use to help us to get where we needed to be. I just wasn't satisfied with what I Googled. You know, I wanted to go to the SBDC. I wanted to talk to other people in the industry. I needed a mentor, you know, and I was just, I was, I was relentless in asking for help. And I, you know, what they say, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So I was, knocking on doors and continuing to knock on them until somebody answered. And those were the things that helped us to really grow the business. And you can definitely hear the passion and the determination now. And so I can only imagine the fire that was burning underneath you while you were going through the journey. So you started, you shared a little bit about the beginning of your journey and how you started to scale and come up with a plan. What does a day to, um, in the life of you being at Cassie Electric now looks like. You know that little emoji with the the half of a head on fire. Most of the days, I think that's <laughs> what I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm putting out fires these days, and um, being a leader in our company means that I'm um, needing to be accessible to my team so that I can help them grow. Um, we have a young team, and our team is. Um, growing, so I have to lead them and helping them to know some of the things that I've experienced in the corporate industry. You know, we were a mom-and-pop business, so I took my mom's handywoman business, and now we're scaling it and growing it into a full-scale um, electrical contracting company where we now employ over 14 people. Um, and when we first started this business, it was my mom, my husband, and I, and we had one or two guys out here helping us shuffle around. So I spend my days training, teaching, growing our team, but also making sure that um, we're, we're scaling and growing and we're staying on course to the to the um, plan that we created. It can be very easy to deviate from the plan, but it's important to also go back and revisit it often so that you can make sure that you're still headed in the direction. So, I try to carve out time Um, in the month or within um, a quarter to revisit those plans and make sure we're doing that. But day-to-day, it's it's teaching, it's coaching, it's finding new opportunities for us, it's building relationships, it's paying bills, you know, it's making sure that um, we just stay open every day for business. I uh, I definitely understand that and most of our family listening in can relate. And as you're going through your day, you're coaching, you're taking care of the business, um and you you, you mentioned an important part, you know, you started off with just your mom, your husband, and yourself, and you've built the company up, and you have people, um, team members now of 14, and I can only imagine you're going to expand your wings even more as you're getting more business and closing on more contracts. Um, what skills or certifications were, are you looking for or were you looking for while you're you're building up your team? out here? Um, I'm looking for people who really are just, um, who have that fire inside of them to want to learn, who are self started self-motivated. You know, small business is a real unique thing because you do a little bit of everything. It's not like a corporate job where, you know, I hire you to do data entry and that's all you do all day is data entry. You know, sometimes you got to take the trash out here. And so we need people who are okay with that you know like just have that kind of mindset to where they know where we're going i put our vision and our goals in front of the team every chance that i get i remind them where we're going and i want people who buy into that and who want to help us grow to that and want to be a part of it so i'm looking for those type of people when we hire well, you are definitely inspiring and leaving notes that we can all track down this morning. We are going to take a quick commercial break and speak more with Miss Ebony Sullivan, the Chief Electric. You know, you got to let this simmer for <laughs> a minute. She is the Chief Operating Officer at Cassie Electric. Yes, the women. Ladies are
0: running things in construction, and we'll
3: be back after this quick commercial break with Miss Ebony Sullivan.
0: Press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is...
1: Yes, indeed, we are back this morning speaking with Ms. Ebony Sullivan, like we never left. But really quick, some Nav Week news that you can absolutely use. And this morning's Nav Week news is brought to you by MCO Construction. Small but mighty can handle all your construction needs, and you can reach out to them at any time. So uh, we have the ABWIC ABWIC, and NA. FHAC Residential Construction Roundtable free virtual meeting on Zoom, which is Tuesday, June 20th, 2023, coming up in about two weeks at 8 p.m. That's my birthday. So sign out to all the Gemini's, NABWIC billion-dollar luncheon and water utilities contracting opportunities is coming up Wednesday, July 12th at 11.30 a.m. place. You don't want to miss this billion-dollar luncheon and water utilities opportunities. NAPWIC mid-year 2023 is coming up. The reception and mid-year meeting is going to be held this year in New Jersey at the Courtyard by Marriott, um, Newark. And um, our contact there is Elizabeth So. We already have things set up for you, the hotel, your registration. All you have to do is go to our website at www.navig.org, get engaged, find out all the details, or if you're ready to just go ahead and book now, go to Eventbrite. You know how we roll the Navwick. you can get everything in that one location, your registration, all the details and itinerary will be emailed to you and there for you to review. So go ahead, and we can't wait to see you. So the reception is going to happen on Friday, June 23rd, and um, we're going to be there Saturday the 24th. Everything starts at 9 a.m., so we definitely can't wait to see you there. And, of course, NABWIC 2023 Congressional Black Caucus. The CBC registration is coming up, so you want to go ahead and check us out at the same location, eventbrite.com. And, of course, on our website, we have our reception held every year at the City Club of Washington in Washington, D.C. Um, so you um, can't wait to see you there in Washington with us and of course we have our private luncheons our new members and we get invited to every and anything moving this is your opportunity like miss ann said in the beginning we will help you get a seat at the table we get to seat at the table is your job to do we are back this morning speaking with miss ebony sullivan who is the chief operating officer at Cassie Electric. Good morning, Ms. Ebony. Welcome back to Napa Talk. So, Good morning. Yeah, right before we took that commercial break, um, you were explaining how you scaled up the company, and. You had a strategic plan and go set out, and you smashed it. Now, what is your ideal client or opportunities that you um, look for for your company? Um, we have two sides of our business. One side is the service, residential side of business, where we service residential uh, customers. Our customers in that area would be any homeowner who is looking for a remodel or has any electrical services. Um, We also work with GCs who are doing new construction residential. Um, And then on our other side of our business is our commercial and facility side. So we do anything from facility maintenance on properties. So if you are a property manager, you manage an apartment complex, you manage a homeowners association, you have things going on. Anything from manufacturing um, and it's installing new circuits or moving things around. You would call us, as well as um, construction work. So we'll do um, small upfit retail. We like to work on bigger projects and. In- partnerships or collaborations with larger firms. So we've done some work on Clemson. Um, We've done some work um, down in Wahala Gardens, which is a large apartment complex where we've renovated renovated and rehabbed those. So we have a large portfolio. Electrical is usually in every scope. So um, just depending on how large the project is and if we have funding, we're down to work. Period.
3: (laughs) That's why we're always down to (laughs) work. <laughs>
1: You're always down to work. And like you said, you specialize across the industry. So why not? Let's say kudos off oh. to you. And you mentioned partnerships and you know, NAPWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. We are all about our partnerships. Like our master, our founder said um in her opening statement as well. We do have Mothers in Construction, um uh, Miss Tonya Rivers in the studio this morning. So Miss Tonya Rivers, Good morning. And how did you come across Miss Ebony Sullivan and Cassie Electric? Well, Miss Ebony, until. Oh,
4: hey there, everyone. I'm sorry coming to you live from the from the job site, Black Woman in Construction Style. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> So I definitely came upon this wonderful, um, this wonderful Ebony Sullivan and her organization, um, this student networking with the uh, state agency that I part-time with to help um, businesses to leverage uh, federal work. And also on Instagram, my favorite way to find and network with people, um, and found out that they were the only, and as Black Women in Construction, we definitely can identify with Austin being the only, you know, on our job site and they are the only woman minority owned, um, electrical company in South Carolina. So I just thought that was outstanding. Ebony and I connected on a personal level just through experience from being from the same hometown. So I definitely understood the struggle and, um, really was in admiration of her and how she turned an opportunity to retire her mom into um what's going to be a multi-million dollar business. So, definitely cool to you Ebony and thank you and welcome to uh NABRA talks today. We love talking with you.
1: Thank you, girl. You're the best. Yes, indeed. Of course, coming live from a job site right now. So, I know um I, I want to make sure, Tonya, if you have a couple of more seconds, since you are live from the web, um, job site and things might get a little louder, you can go ahead and make any more of your comments now, um, if you like.
4: I just our want Ebony or... to speak. Yes, I would love for Ebony to speak about, again, you know, being the only, what that's, what that's like, you know, as far as our industry and how we can all work together to make sure that we're not the only in the room. Um, And that we can definitely command some of these positions and get more women and black women in our industry so that way we can help one another, um, you know, through networking and so forth to make sure that some of the conditions that we have to undergo um, will limit itself. You hit you hit a whole a whole home run on that one. Um,
1: being the only woman-owned minority electrical contractor in the entire state of South Carolina has its benefits as well as it has. It's, it's like a blessing and a curse. You know, you have this opportunity to stand out, and at the same time, you're still the redheaded stepchild in the group, right? Where people have all this doubt. Um, My mother learned construction. She learned electrical um, in Brooklyn, New York. She had to stand over people's shoulder to learn the trade. They wanted her to go get the coffee. You know, she wasn't the woman who they wanted her to learn the trade. They just wanted her to be there to check a box. And unfortunately, that is still what's happening today where people want us to check boxes for their diversity goals but they really don't want to invest the time into growing our business. Now, it's a part of our strategic plan to, of course, leverage our certifications as the only woman-owned minority contractor, but it needs to be beneficial to our company as well in order to help us to scale and grow the business. It needs to hit our bottom line. So you want to work with people who understand that where they are not just checking their own boxes and shuffling you a few pennies, but they also are using you in a very strategic way where not only are you helping them to check the box, but they're growing your company and investing into you as well. So you want strategic partnerships to leverage those minority certifications. And as a woman, you know, we have to be very strong in the room being the only one, they want to oftentimes tell us what we need to do or what they want to give us, and you need to really know your business very well so that you can tell people what you want, not what they want you to have. So I very much advocate for pulling up others, collaborating with other women, finding young girls who are interested in the trade, giving up your time, going back to the high schools, going to the colleges, and, and letting them know that we're out here and that there is an opportunity It's a very lucrative opportunity to be in the trade. You don't have to go to a four-year university to be in, the, in this business. You can certainly learn a lot of things. You get to experience a lot of different environments. Um, but it can be hard and challenging, and that's why you have to have a network. And I'm, I'm just so glad to be associated with women such as NAPWIC where, you know, you understand the importance of leveraging other women, pulling them up, and the importance behind supporting one another. Amen. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Ebony, for breaking that down. And thank you so much, Ms. Tonya Rivers, for reporting in live from the job site, as always. Moving right along, we also have in the studio this morning, no other than Miss Ursula Odom
0: of Sula 2,
1: who paints these beautiful pictures, murals this history and I know she is jumping off of her seat, connecting the dots between Tonya at the job site and, and Miss Ebony Sullivan of Cassie Electric this morning. Good morning, Miss Ursula. How are you? Welcome to the studio.
5: Good good morning. I am absolutely wonderful. And yes, you're right. I'm enjoying this conversation quite a bit. And the Sullivan, is that when you were talking about the um, transition planning that your family is doing, I'm totally impressed with that. Absolutely delighted about that. That it, it brought to mind my seeing and remembering a company that I know now that doesn't exist probably. Is that there was a company here in the Tampa Bay area that when it went by, you knew it. It was it had it was a big pink um, towing truck. And the side of it, and the name of the company was, It's a Girl. (laughs) And so now I'm missing that company because I don't see it anymore. And the only thing I can think of is that she didn't have a transition plan. So how did that conversation start with your family? It was definitely
1: a stumbling conversation. My mother got audited by her insurance company, and the insurance company said, Um, And, of course, my mom is old school, so everything um, that was going on, she would just hand it to me and say, read this, handle it. (laughs) So um, even though I had my own career, my own job, I was always actively engaged um, in the background, just making sure my mother was compliant and she had insurance and the things that she needed to work safely and um, when she got the audit we sat down with the guy who was doing the audit and he said hey these people here that is reporting to work with your mom every day she has them as 1099s and they're not they're actually w-2s they should be employees and we she was a sole proprietor so there's no way you can start a payroll as a sole proprietor and so that put us in a conversation of what do you What are your long term plans, Mom? What do you want to do with this business? You've been doing this business now for 20 years as a side hustle. In um, the last five, you've been full time in the business. She retired from her full time job. What do you want to do? And and she was like, I, you know, I want my grandkids to have this. And I'm like, well we've got to do some things different. And so since she decided that she wanted this to be a legacy business, just in that conversation, we had to then go to the drawing board and start from basically scratch creating a business. Everything was tied to her. The phone number, there was no website. We had no presence on social media. It was just a real handywoman business. And so we started a business from scratch, and the only thing that we had really to transfer from her was the referral-based business that she had built, and then we had to wrap around it all of the foundational foundational tools that she needed to make her successful to launch it and scale it for retirement. Thank you
5: so uh, much, Miss. Okay. I was muted, yeah. so I couldn't respond. I could, you couldn't hear how excited I was about that answer. That is, that is <laughs> one for the textbooks. I mean, you're mapping it out, talking about a visual thought about what you're doing. I could see what you're saying because I know a lot of us have some, if not all, of those situations going on in our own businesses right now. My business is tied to my phone number. I do have others, but I don't use them. <laughs> so I, I hear that. I feel that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely... Um, I gave my mom – we called it giving her her identity back um, because she was tied – Cassie Electric was her and she was Cassie Electric. And so giving her her identity back meant we separated the two. Um, We moved from um, a sole proprietorship to an LLC after the first year, again, thinking through how we wanted to position her for retirement. um, Our tax accountant uh, got us in an S-corp so that, again, this was more degrees of separation for her her, Um, we set up a 401K, we put in benefits, and all of these things were so that we can put her in a position to get her to 67 um, for her Social Security and her retirement. She needed this bridge of opportunity that the business could afford to do for her, but we had to just put in all the the framework in order to do it um, to get her where she needed to be.
5: Okay, now I'm being self-serving, but not really. That sounds like a book that needs to be written. But how to transition, because I've not heard anybody say it as succinctly as you have. Um, I'm going to go back and listen to this again, because it, it's amazing. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Thank you.
5: Yes, indeed. Thank you
1: so much, Miss Ursula. I told you she was jumping off of her seat to paint this beautiful masterpiece of your story, Ebony, and definitely so I hear a book in there, How to Transition, because like Ms. Ursula said, you were able to just break that down so easy, and you could go on, the conversation could go in depth a little bit longer on each of the different um, avenues that you had to go down to build the foundation wrapping around your mother's business, and we know that That first part of separating the business owner, the person, from the company, we all get trapped in that at some point in our journey of entrepreneurship, and you have to come up out of it and look down from a bird's-eye view at your business. So it's just, again, hats off to you and your family that you've always had that connection um, looking over your mom's business and was able to act. Um, and be proactive having those conversations with transitioning the, the business. Like, it's, it's just a remarkable story. So you got to use all of these skills in your experience. Overall, what would you say is, um, you know, your unique skill that helped you come in and scale up Cassie Electric? I love business. I just love it. I love the moving pieces. Um, I, I am a, a, a Jill of all trades and a, a master of many things. And so I don't have, you know, one specific skill set. I have a love for accounting. I have a love for marketing. I have a love for just business in general. And so just seeing businesses scale and grow, see how it can create generational wealth for families or people in general. Um, it just, it just is my passion. I just love it so much that I want to know more. So I, again, am always a student. I'm learning. I love to read about it. I love to network in it. I love to just be a part of it. It's like how Michael Jordan feels about basketball is how I feel about business. I just love learning about how to make money, how to grow it, how to be able to use it to continue to make more money, and how to make that that transition into helping other families to be able to do the same thing for, for themselves. And so I think what I brought was that passion for just learning about business and, and loving it enough to fail forward, we didn't always win. We failed. You know, we, we lost, and I was okay with that. I was like, oh, there's a lesson in this. Let's figure that out, you know, and let's not do that again, but let's learn from it, the grow from it. I didn't take it as, oh, we're done, you know. It was just how do we keep learning from these good things, these bad things, how do we take all of this stuff that we have and make it bigger and better? And I just, I really enjoy it so much that I get up every single day just curious of what can we do today that's going to make us better? What can we do today that's going to grow our company? And so because I come with that inquisitiveness, that yearning and desire to learn, and that passion for business, I think that that's what I have brought to my family um, to help us grow our business. Yes, indeed. Listen, I got so caught up in the conversation and you and this. Ursula, painting these beautiful pictures with your words and your story. Listen, if you are in the studio listening in this morning, that means you're in the studio with us because you're listening in to Ms. Ebony Sullivan, the Chief Operating Officer of Cassie Electric. Before we wrap up this morning's show, if you want to join in the conversation, have any comments or questions for Ms. Cassie, please, I'm sorry, Ms. Ebony, please press (laughs) One on your phone, and we will definitely get you in the studio and your voice heard. Or you can always drop your comments under our different social media platforms, and we will get comment across the air within the next couple of minutes. So I'm just checking in with the studio, making sure, and making sure you know how we roll the network. You are always invited and included in the conversation. Just press one on your phone. So, Ms. Jada. Ebony,
0: yes.
2: Jada, yes, we do have a caller, um, Ms. Margaret Anglin, and she does have a question. And by the way, she is another electrical, and so, you know, this conversation is firing her up. Margaret?
3: Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Ebony, good morning to you especially, and my hat goes off to you. Uh, As another electrical uh, contractor, I'm in South Florida, and um, I'm really, really enjoying your conversation uh, because I know that it is not a an easy task for us. Um, I want to ask you two questions. As a family run business, how do you separate your workload and not cross over in each other to maintain a good, healthy family life? And mm-hmm. second, um, what what is the most uh, profitable sector
2: that you've worked in?
1: Um, I would say for my family work-life balance, which doesn't exist, um, I do have very hard boundaries. Um, so my husband and I talk uh, every day at work, and um, when we get home, he knows I'm his wife. So I we have counseling um, to help us with that. We've also had a business coach to help my mother with the transition. It was extremely hard for her at first when we were um, separating her from the business. It was a opportunity, um, and because of that, as we were scaling and, and it felt like we were taking things away from her as it was really we were um, giving her her freedom back. She felt a little bit of separation there, and um, we had to have coaching. Um, So we spent a lot of time in therapy and coaching to help us with those things. But in that, what we've identified is we wear hats. So I wear my boss hat when I'm at work, and I wear my wife hat when I'm at home, and I wear my daughter hat when I'm with my mother. And if we're having a tough conversation, um, we learn how to say out loud, I'm putting my boss hat on right now. You know, um, so that my husband can know if he's using his husband privilege at the wrong time. You know, and I can say to him, right now I'm wearing my boss hat, and this is what I need for you to do. And he can understand that. But it took us some therapy and coaching to get there. So I strongly recommend that for family for family businesses. Um, and in terms of the most lucrative <laughs> opportunity. Absolutely, commercial jobs are where you will make the most money. You have the smaller smaller profit margins if you have the larger um, revenue opportunities, um, but you do have to have some money to do those commercial jobs because the time for you to get paid, the term which those agreements are usually are 30, sometimes 45, sometimes 60 days before you'll get paid. So you'll need to be able to have some cash to float your materials and your payroll until you actually get paid off of those jobs. But those are generally um, construction jobs, commercial, new build, big business is usually the best um, opportunities
2: for big revenue.
3: Okay, um, one more, a couple more things I want to ask. Um, do you do anything in the government space? Okay, so here is where I'm at. Um, so my uh, sweet spot for me is uh, facilities, schools, um, mm-hmm. is where I'm at. I I, I I enjoy working in government spaces. I've uh, not had a whole lot of luck with private sector, so I stay with what what I know best. So mm-hmm. that's what I. Wanted to ask you do you do anything in the government space um, and and what was because I'm, I'm looking to see like I said I've always done schools I'm looking to see do I need to look at anything else is there something that I may want to try to see how I do and if so when you wanted to do something different like for example if you weren't commercial and you wanted to go to residential what was um, what was the key things that you look for to make that transition? That's a great
1: question. When I came into this business, my mother was 100% residential. All she did was service business. So I definitely believe that all businesses should be diversified. You should never put all your eggs in one basket. So if if the government, school money, facilities dries up, then you're out of business. So you want to diversify. But in order to do that, I would never advise you to take on a big risk. I would start small. So when we moved from 100% residential and to get into the commercial sector, we even did some government jobs. We do a lot of local municipality work here. We also have done some work for Fort Jackson. But I didn't go looking for the $500,000 project. And that was small, that I knew I could perform well on, that my team would execute well on, and that I could afford to do without it really putting me in a financial strain. So you want to look for opportunities that you know you can crush if you want to diversify into a new area. What can your team do really, really well? If you hang lights and you guys can knock that out in two days, go look for something in that way and bid on it win it, crush it. Now you know you can do that. So I definitely think you should diversify. And in doing that, look for a low-hanging fruit opportunity that you know your team will perform well on. Go after that, crush it, make a name for yourself in that space, and then you will be able to continue to build your business in that new
3: industry. Thank you, ma'am. I'm absolutely looking forward to reaching out to you um, and having, a, a, how they say, a sidebar conversation. I think that we both can, um, we both can have some interesting conversation together. Um, you know, like I'm down South Florida. I know you're in the Carolinas, but we can meet halfway. Agreed, agreed. I would love to connect with you. Okay.
1: Definitely so. Thank you so much, Ms. Uh, Margaret England, who is the owner of Mr. Wireman, located down here in South Florida. Um, and she just so happens to be one of our most active members in NABWIC, and like we always like to say, whatever you need, the partnership, the sisterhood, the family, if you're a brother or cousin or anybody working in construction, look how easy it is just to connect and Navwick. Like Miss Ebony said in the beginning, networking, networking, networking. And of course, Miss Margaret, we love to invite you um to hang out with us after this in the studio after the show wraps up. So we can make sure you make that connection um with Miss Ebony Sullivan. So Miss Ebony, we are at the top of the hour. This has been an absolutely amazing conversation and I would definitely love to invite you back to Navwick Talks to Um, discuss more and dig deeper in your electrical business um, and all of the different um, commercial jobs and opportunities that you can speak for to maybe give some guidance there. But most of all, I'd love to thank you for being so open and sharing with us how you were able and how you are transitioning your family-owned business, which is Cassie Construction. I mean, Cassie Electric, which started off with your mother as a master electrician who had to learn basically on her own, and you have just come in and been a great facilitator with taking the company um, to the next level. If you missed it, which I know you didn't. I just got a hashtag in this show, Ms. Jackie Perry. we got to go back in this episode, Ms. Ann, and put fail hashtag, fail forward. And the main question is, what is your end game? Because you wrote that out first. It all started there with that thought about the end game, and you just took the company, came up with a plan, and you guys are working forward from working backwards, which is another um, technique or skill that the master builder, Miss Ann McNeil, preaches as well in her coaching. So thank you so much that you were so open with saying and sharing, you know, your family. You had to get the business coach. You had to do the family counseling because many of us, being mothers and women, we are already the boss and managers of the house, like you say. And you have to wear those different hats. And then, and, and having a family business, oh my gosh, it could get a little hairy there. So, thank you again, Miss Ebony, and just kudos, kudos to you. And we can definitely hear that passion and fire that you are blazing with. So, do you have? Any last comments or tips that you would like to leave the NABWIC family this morning? Yeah, I I would like to leave the NABWIC family with um, it's okay to not be okay. You know, we're women and we do, like you said, we're bosses at home, we're bosses at work, um, and it's okay not to be okay, but to find a way to lean on somebody, have your network to help you to bounce back because we've got to get back on the horse and we got to keep riding. Um, And we know that some days it's not always going to be easy, but to have a network of sisterhood where you can call somebody and lean on them, use that, you know, use that because sometimes you just need somebody to tell you, you got this, you know. And And so I would just say don't don't always be too tough on yourself. It's okay to not be okay and to get you all the help that you need to get back on that horse and start riding again. Thank you again for having me. Uh and I look forward to coming back anytime you guys would like to have me. Thank you so much, Miss Ebony. Now are you ready for the hard question? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So share <laughs> with the fam what it is that you're reading right now that keeps you motivated or just growing and glowing. So I'm a, I told you I'm a huge reader and I love to read. So right now, um, outside of me reading um, um, a marriage book, I'm also reading The E-Myth. I read this over and over again. It's like my holy grail. It is a great small business book. The E-Myth by Michael Gerber stays on my desk. I pull it out all the time and reread it. But I'm also reading Tabitha Brown, Seen, Loved, and Heard. It's a guided journal. Um, And it's feeding the soul, so if you don't like the journal, um, it may just not be the right thing for you, but I do, and it's a good way for me to just reflect um, and to just write down and support into myself because that's the most important thing also is that you give so much of yourself to others that I always share with my team and I always share with my family that I have to give of my overflow, so that means my cup has to be full first, so I'm always investing time to fill my cup up so that I can give of that overflow. I love it, love it, love it. Servant, leader, and the flesh. Thank you so much, Ms. Ebony, for dropping those two books, which we are familiar with Emiss, So family, it just goes to let you know, Reconfirmation, that you want to pick up the book if you haven't already. Our serialism. Master Builder Leader, Miss Ann McNeil, she went on a whole mission and she actually shipped us out the book. So it is that important. And, yep, I have it on my shelf as well next. Um, actually on my desk, I meant, Um, and it's like the Bible. So you definitely want to pick that up, and we're going to make sure we add that in your episode as well. And then seen, Love, and Heard by Tabitha Brown is another book or or self-journaling, guided self-journaling that you could do as well. So thank you for sharing what it is that keeps you motivated, growing, and glowing in Ebony Sullivan's world. How Thank you, can, ladies. Uh,
3: and
1: how can week and or your new potential clients get in contact with you? You can reach us at 864-735-8882. You can email us at info at Cassie c a s s y electric. Dot com. You can visit our website at www.cathyelectric.com, and I'm all over social, social media. Ebony Sullivan on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Thank you so much, so that's at Ebony Sullivan on IG. Go ahead, follow, like, and share. Drop some comments, all that and above. Thank you so much again, Miss Ebony Sullivan, Chief Operating Officer of Cassie Electric. We thank you and appreciate you joining us this morning on NapWeek Talks. Thank you again. This, yes, indeed. This has been another absolutely amazing NapWeek Talks. Listen, if you want your commercial played, your business advertised, or if you have an idea of the perfect guest that should grace our microphones and bless the audience ears with something they can learn go ahead and reach out to Navwick Marketing Team. You can email us always at Navwick, no, I'm sorry, at marketing at NABWIC.org. You can definitely reach us there. Until next Wednesday, you can find us same time, same place, 830 a.m. Thanks. This has been an amazing NavWick talk.